Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 258. And the wig. Wait. Go. Episode 258 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, back at Michael J. Putty. Joined, as always, Hollywood Marcus, Schwan. Marcus, welcome back. Well, welcome, welcome back. back me, welcome right? back to you, I should say. Yeah, man, how you been? Good job last week, huh? So, flying solo. <laughs> oh, my God. Solo mission, holding on the fort. That 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 was rough. It felt rough, at least. I did a good job, buddy. It was, it was nice and easy. You get to sit back, relax, talk to yourself. Yeah, you see, I'm not one to talk to myself. Oh, I do it all the time. So when you answer back, that's the problem. <laughs> I, I know you know, like I, I like to talk, and whatnot. But there, there's certain statement. There, there's a certain line for me, and uh, th- that's talking to myself. I, I can't do it. Although I, I did it apparently well last week. So yeah, you did a good job, man. Thank you, thank you. I missed you, bro. I missed you. How, how are you holding up, man? Uh, hanging in there. You know, one day at a time, my friend. One day at a time. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get into that later. Okay. Um, but you know, you I realized you broke tradition. What do you mean on the show? It was a constant for the last five years of the show. What? Towards the end of May, we honor Owen Hart at the anniversary of his passing. Oh. Not even one single mention, Marcus? Wow, what a dick. Like, dude, like, what you know, a dick. Not for nothing. I mean, your, your father had had passed away. You know, yeah. I wanted to bring that up, talk about it. I felt, I felt weird talking about really anything else other than, like, you know, all right, now let's just get into the wrestling. You're right. Maybe, maybe I should have brought up Owen Hart somehow, some way. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. My apologies. I think he'll forgive you. I don't think he listens to the show. <laughs> I was going on a limb there. I, one would hope he listens. I don't know. Up there in heaven. Yeah. If that's something you believe in. Not everyone believes in that. It's weird, right? Heaven and... It's weird. Like, everyone believes in heaven, right? A lot of people believe in heaven. Right. God created this and that and this. But not many people believe in you aliens. Did God create aliens? Is aliens... Do aliens go to heaven, too? Well, I mean... According to, uh, I guess, what Christians would believe is, didn't God create the universe? Yeah. Right? Lots of people so don't believe in aliens, then. Aliens fall under the universe. That's what I'm saying. So aliens are in, go to heaven, too. I, I, by that theory, yeah, I would say so. That's nuts. Isn't that fucking nuts? Must be fucking crazy in heaven. It's gotta be one big party. <laughs> I hope so, anyway. But then again, I mean, then people think, like, aliens are bad. So then does that mean all aliens go to hell? If that's really true, would there be any aliens in heaven? Well, I'm assuming if there's bad aliens, there's good aliens. There's got to be good aliens. There's got to be some bad apples. Right. <laughs> that's a popular phrase. Yeah. There's always a bad apple. There's got to be good aliens, right? Is that all the UFO shit going on these days? Oh, my God. Soon, right? That's going to be all out there in the open. It's got to be. In, in, uh, in June? Isn't that, the, uh, isn't that the thing? What thing? Isn't there some poor commission going out where uh, the Pentagon is supposed to release everything they have on UFOs by June? A certain date in June. I forgot what it was. I don't know, man. I know Republicans shoot down commissions, so I don't know what's going on. Woo! Burn! I want to roll today. 
You are in a roll. That Jim Beam orange, brand new, quite delicious. I I wouldn't go as far as say delicious. It's good. I, mean, I don't think I, I don't think I could drink it, but I definitely can shoot it. Oh, big win by Hangman Page, beating Joey Janela. Oh, by the way, folks, we are watching AEW Dynamite live uh, since we record on Friday nights. AEW Dynamite moved to Friday night this week, uh, 10 o'clock after SmackDown. So here we are. So if you hear me interjecting at a point like, ooh, something from AEW, that's why. Is that a big win? Like, I haven't seen Joey Janela do anything in months. Yeah. Well, as you mentioned off the air, I mean, Joey Janela is a name, right? Huge name was here in the uh, indie scene back in the day. He had his own show at WrestleMania. Yeah. Joey Janela's something presents something. I don't know. <laughs> it was that big of a name, huh? That's great, man. He was he was the one obsessed with that. Joey Janela's spring break. That's what it was. Boom, got it. Still got it. But yeah. Anyway, because we weren't waiting till midnight to start the show. You know, no. that's something we often do do. That's something you do. I don't do that. You did one show by yourself. Now you have a timetable. I do Jeez. have a timetable. Unbelievable. You start the show when I start the show. I, I, have, I have to get back to Long Island tonight. I have a very early morning tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow? I, I do. So I have an early appointment at the bank for my business. Oh, geez, another another mention of the business. Local media, baby. Unbelievable. Hey, unbelievable. Can you, not, can you not be happy for me? I started my own company doing something good, actually, for the community. The community? So I, I'm doing social media work for small businesses and local brands. I mean, that, I think, is that not a good thing? I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. I know nothing about social media. Wow. I could educate you off the air a little bit more about that. I asked you to, but you said you charge me 300 bucks. I didn't say I'll charge you 300 bucks. Wasn't that, wasn't, the rate, wasn't that going rate, hourly rate? No, that's not the hourly no, I'm rate. I'm thinking of somebody else then. Because <laughs> I asked around. Anyway, enough rambling on, Mark. Is you ready to get into the, the news of the week? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right, Mark, again to the news. A lot of shit happened this week. A lot of people got fired. A lot of people got fired. I believe it was over 60 people of W employees got fired, handed pink slips. Budget cuts, right? Yeah. Even though it was like the highest earning year? I don't get it. <laughs> Just don't stop. Like, they have to like stop lying about that since budget cuts. I mean, like... Somebody who got fired, not a part of that, for a different reason. Our good friend Todd Phillips got released. I mean, they weren't really using him. Like, that was blowing up all over Twitter. Tom Phillips was the, uh, the play-by-play guy on Raw from January 2020. He was the voice of the uh, Thunderdome era, I guess, until April when he was replaced by our boy Adnan Verk. Ad, not our boy. That's your boy. Well, Adnan Verk also got released this week. Mutual separation decided traveling schedule for reason of stepping down you're going to jacksonville right if that was too much there's no way he could tour right unbelievable i i mean it had to be something else i don't know maybe people like you mark kept bitching and complaining about this guy sucks i mean i wasn't going out on twitter every five seconds saying yeah you were tweeting at him saying you weren't but a lot of people sucks yeah well i mean not for nothing it didn't seem like he it seemed, it seemed like this was like a paycheck for him. Didn't necessarily seem to be like really invested into it, and it necessarily, didn't necessarily seem even WWE was invested in him. I, which is weird that they're doing this uh, because of the fact that Monday Night Raw, it's it's like that's their big show, flagship, yeah. right? That's their flagship supposed show. Suppo- yeah, it's supposed to be right. So you would think you would have like you know your absolute best in the commentary there, 
especially by play by play, the most important part of that team. And and they're just scrambling, trying to find someone to to be the next Michael Cole, and it's just not working. They've been striking out every single time. Adnan came from the MLB network, so he had a lot of baseball sports experience, but not combat sport experience. Somebody who does is his replacement, Jimmy Smith. He's a former UFC and Bellator broadcaster, so he should be used to combat sports. He will assume the role of lead Raw announcer next week. He's been on the uh, he was on the NXT pre pre shows, so he, I know he's been training with Michael Cole for a little bit too. They're, they're, again, I mean, they're they're just throwing this guy into the wild. I I, I think they're not, and and I'll, and I'll say something about Adnan. I mean, I feel like they're not giving these guys a fair shot. Like they're already being set up to fail. Like Jimmy Smith, I mean, what he talked about on Twitter, yeah, you know, don't worry, guys, I'm going to try to do you good. You know, I was a Mr. Perfect fan, a Bruiser Brody fan. Like, dude, um, what what are you doing here? What are you you talking about? You know, I mean, I feel like that doesn't necessarily help you. And also the fact that, like, it's been brought up that he's not really a fan of the product. Someone brought that up. Great. Pointed that out. Okay. Um, This should be going to be fun. So, again, another guy trying to get a paycheck here. But my question is this. I think over the last two years, there's been many incarnations of the team. You had Renee Young, Michael Cole, Corey Graves. Yeah. Then that went to, when they went to Fox, it was then Dio Madden, Vic Joseph, and Jerry Lawler. That morphed into Byron Saxton, Tom Phillips, Samoa Joe, which led bled into Corey Graves, Byron Saxton, and Ed Nonverk. And now this guy. Like what is it they're looking for? You think like what's missing? Well, like what are they looking for that they're not getting here? Okay, so it, it sounds like I feel like Tom Phillips and um, what's the dude from NXT? Keep Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph. It seems like for a bit they were looking for like another Michael Cole because I feel like Tom Phillips and Vic Joseph very similar style to Michael Cole, right? And when they got rid of Tom Phillips to bring in Adnan, it, what it said to me because Adnan was so different. From what we're normally yeah. hearing on, on on WWE commentary for quite some time, since probably like Jim Ross, because it's, it's Michael Cole's always been like the consistent play by play guy, and I feel like now they're just they are looking for something different, and I I don't think they even know what that is yet. And on I feel like was just too out there, too rushed, too soon. Didn't know the product obviously very well at all, and now you're going to a guy who's barely even a fan. May, might know some combat. Oh, we definitely know his combat, but might know some WWE from old school, not necessarily familiar, familiar with today or not even maybe a fan of the product today. But also has a different voice that we're used to. So I, I don't know what WWE is looking for. I don't think they do. But clearly they want something different than Michael Cole. And what are the fans looking for? I remember the fans were shitting on Vic Joseph too. And now people are liking him on NXT. I mean, Vic Joseph is doing a very good job in NXT. I, I think the thing is, what it really comes down to, like, you know, what people always say about us when they listen to our commentary is that they like our chemistry. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that goes a long way. I mean, you think about great commentators, you know, with Jim Ross and, and Jerry King Lawler. I mean, you say Jim Ross right now is not necessarily on his A game. And people can say the same thing about Jerry Lawler ever since Jim Ross left for AEW. You know, they're both not in their A game, but when they were together, it was great. Mm-hmm. When you talk about Vince McMahon and, and Jesse DeBob Ventura, Grill Monsoon, Bobby Heenan, you yeah. know, all, all these people, what they have in common is they have great chemistry. And, and, I, and I think that's the problem right now. What you're finding here is the fact that 
you know, in the Raw team, they're having a hard time, especially with a three-man booth. I think that's hard enough. We've done three-man booths before. Yeah. And that's very difficult. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. Right. It takes getting used to, but it's when you just throw the third guy in. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, we can do it, but it's it's tough. It's not necessarily the same magic, if you will. Yes, yeah, it's all about chemistry, man. Just like Tua and Waddle on the Dolphins. Can't wait for football season, Marcus. Talk about it before the show started. <laughs> hey, real fast nugget on that. Uh, I, I noticed Corey Graves, uh, Corey Graves, uh, Corey Davis already on the injury report for the Jets with a shoulder injury. Okay. Called it. Called it. It's going to be an awful season for the Jets. So fucking, so fucking stoked for the season, man. Right? Bullshit. Hey, Don Cowles on TV. He should be on TV a lot more. In other news, WWE and New Japan are in talk to have, and have been in communication for, for a couple months now, apparently. Vince McMahon is looking to become the exclusive North American partner for New Japan. This all could be stemmed from one man, Daniel Bryan. According to a report from PW Insider, Daniel Bryan is the crux of the deal between New Japan and WWE. Bryan wants to work for New Japan, which was what set this negotiations off a couple months ago. But now his contract has expired, so I'm not sure if that means what that means for this negotiations. But being an exclusive home for New Japan, that would not mean we won't see any more New Japan people on Impact or AEW. No more John Moxley going against defending the belt against people on Dynamite or the Good Brothers going against Finjuice anymore. So we gotta be patient, see how this situation plays out. But do you believe this is really gonna happen though? I mean like no, I don't t- not. Tony Khan just tonight on a Friday night took a major shot at Nick Khan and WWE about this. Saying, and I quote, our future plans for the U.S. title. So we really got a lot done in the last two months, Nick. In fact, I think there's only room for one con in the wrestling business. It's me. It's Tony Khan. It's not some con man from Connecticut. Have fun on, with your show tonight. See you on Dynamite. Loved it. So he was, he was bragging about having New Japan guys on his show. John Moxley defended the title a couple weeks ago. So um, what do you think is going on here? What do you think is going to happen here, man? I mean, there's another great point, too, about John Moxley being a title holder at New Japan. Yeah. Uh, you know, how is WWE going to get involved to be an exclusive partner uh, with New Japan? Like, that would mean, like, you know, they would have to forfeit a championship over to John Moxley and AEW. Oh, we have to drop it, yeah. Or they would have to drop it somehow, some way. It, 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 it's it's too convoluted. I, I think it's easier for New Japan to have whatever re- working relationship that they have with Impact and AEW. It seems to be working fine for them. Uh, WWE, they've they've done this before back in the seventies. WWE also have, doesn't have the best reputation as far as playing well with others or not playing well with yeah. others. Uh, would New Japan want to go back to their route? Because it seems like so far so good on all three fronts here. With again, AEW, Impact, and New Japan. Yeah, so far so good. So but then now that Daniel Bryan's not a part of the E anymore, is that going to be a factor into this situation? Right. Are the con- are negotiations stalled? Because now they can just sign Daniel Bryan now. They don't need this partnership now. Right. So. I don't know, man. I, I think John w- John w- Moxley's an interesting chess piece in uh in this game right now that they have going on. Well, they, they, would, they would have to make him drop it. That mean, Or not mention the U.S. title at all on TV. You're in the United States anyway. So they can't mention the United States title in the United States. Right. Makes no sense. No sense. But again, WWE's open for business. But I don't believe it. I will believe it when I see it. Again, I think New Japan is... Set up quite nicely right now with AEW. Do you think this is more of a PR move for WWE? Someone leaked this out. Probably. They showed that they are open for business and willing to listen and talk. Right. Yeah, I can see that. Because we heard this too recently about MLW with WWE. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, yeah. And that thing fell through. Right. So I'm assuming this is going to fall through. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Agreed. I, I think with Tony Khan, he sounded like he was having some fun talking about it, but also was he's talking from a real place. I mean, this is a business move, and obviously he's taking a shot at WWE saying, hey, man, you guys have been talking for two months. We've been doing this for, for two months already, too, and look what we're doing. Yeah. And you've done nothing. Nope. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll keep, we'll keep following the story closely. Finally, another news. Finn Balor lost his match against Karrion Cross in an amazing match on NXT this past week. Now there's some speculations about his future in the gold brand and maybe jump back up to the main roster. Mm. It has been said that Finn Balor has served his purpose in NXT. He brought some veteran knowledge to the roster and some star power, which things have changed, Mark, since they moved to Tuesday nights. There's no more direct competition with AEW anymore. Finn Balor makes main roster money in NXT, too. That's true, he does. So while speaking out of character, Finn Balor was asked about making a return back to the main roster. Uh, he said, and I quote, absolutely. I grew up as a wrestling fan watching WWE. I feel like that is where I want to be performing. I feel like th- in my last run, I wasn't doing myself justice. No. Do you want to see him back on the main roster? And where do you want to, like, where do you want to see him go? Raw or SmackDown? Well, okay. So I, I was going to say this before you quoted Finn Balor there. I was going to say, no, I don't want him on the main roster. And I feel like him in NXT... You're seeing that he's enjoying his body of work a lot more than what he was doing on Raw. You know, he, he was just so watered down at one point. Like he started off hot when he when he first came to the main roster, but then after he Huge. came back from his from his injury, yeah, it was just very very different. Momentum was gone. Yeah, even when he was the demon, it just felt yeah off. Uh, but you know, since he came back to NXT, it's just very very much on like he it, it's just the best version of finn balor i've seen in a very very long time might be period from what i heard i think he wanted to go down to nxt right and uh, he did a great job whole new kind of whole new character rebranded himself as the prince yeah or re-rebranded himself yeah, re-rebranded him right yeah exactly um but you know n- now that you said that about finn balor the, the quote that you said there about um can you repeat the last line I feel like in my last run there, I wasn't doing myself justice. Boom. Boom. And for that reason now, that kind of shifts my mindset a little bit, saying, yeah, okay, now let's see him come back. It sounds like he's ready to come back. It sounds like he wanted to go to NXT. He felt like maybe it was kind of like Shawn Michaels in a way, lost his smile. Mm-hmm. And he needed to figure out a way to, to get that back. And I think maybe NXT was that way for him to get back. And you, you see it. You see it with him. And, and now he knows what he has to do. So now I'm curious to see what he does with that. But there's no way he's going to end up in the main event picture. In, in a crowded field, the guys like Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, um, Randy Orton's going to come back. Uh, uh, Chief. Putty, I don't know about this. So now you ask which brand that you want to see him go to. I would say Raw because right now I feel like Drew McIntyre, dare I say, is getting a little stale. Bobby Lashley is okay. Uh, Braun Strowman, I feel like Dale. It, it, people either love him or they hate him. I, I feel like there's no real guy on Raw right now that's just like, I love this dude. I'm totally behind this dude. I feel like it's all up in the air. SmackDown is a different story. I think SmackDown, it, it would be a little bit more competitive there for Finn Balor to get that main, uh, to that main event spot. But Finn Balor, he would have a shot at Raw, especially considering the momentum that he's had in NXT, bringing that over to Raw. I hope he goes to Raw. I hope he's a success. I hope he does go to the main event picture. I hope he becomes WWE champion. That would be great. I hope this is serving as a trial run. That's why when people are stale, not doing anything in the main roster, send them back down to NXT. 
Well said. Let, I, let them retool their character. That would, I think what the point of NXT in one of the first places rebrand themselves, retool themselves, give him give a new character, or maybe tool his new current character, have them establish themselves, a solid fan base, and then once they've, quote-unquote, served their purpose, send them back up to the main roster. If Fallon Balor, this is a success, I hope this is just a blueprint of future comings. That would be amazing, because um, I feel like there would be so many winners out of this, if, if this yeah. was like a blueprint coming out of it. It would be a great for a, a wrestler, guy or girl, um, if they feel like they're stale in the main roster from going back uh, to the NXT level, hone their craft a bit more, find that spark again. It helps the NXT brand, because obviously whoever's coming from the main roster carries a name, carries some weight on there, keeps things fresh. So it, it works out for the wrestler, for NXT brand, and for the fans, because it freshens things up that much more. Yep. So again, good luck to Finn Balor. Hope this works out. and Hope this is first of many occurrences this happens. Anything else in the news, Mark? Now I'm watching Jade Cargill right now. Make your oh, let's, let's, uh, let's take a break so we'll watch my girl Jade Cargill. We'll come back with TV Takedown. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. So, Marcus, while we watch Jade Cargill's match here in AEW Dynamite, just won a dominating victory, as always. Breaking news, Marcus, Cardi B is going to be hosting SummerSlam. I know you're really excited about this. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily know what to make of this. I mean, Cardi B, obviously a big name. Oh, <laughs> you did that pretty well. Thank you. But here's my thing, my own personal thing about this. Here we go. I am not necessarily a fan of hosts for, like, WrestleMania or SmackDown now that they're doing it just, I don't get it. Why do we need a host? Like, does this really do anything much? Does does a host really bring in more eyes to the product? Don't know. Like, I, I just, for me, it just makes no sense. I guess in a way, it would, I mean, Cardi B has, like, a huge, huge following. So even if they get, like, a fraction of that, would be would be a great, would be a great, um, great day for SummerSlam. But... I don't know. Like, are Cardi B fans really going to tune in to Smack no. uh, SummerSlam just because of Cardi B? No, I don't think so. I know a couple of Cardi B fans that they're not wrestling fans. They, they they're not going to care, right? They will care by watching her stories and pictures on their her Instagram feed. Yeah, they're not going to tune in to SummerSlam because Cardi B's hosting. Uh, unless like, unless something mainstream happens, I don't know. It's not. They're just using her song. They did that thing on the Raw Legends a couple months ago with Cardi B, and now here we are. She's hosting. Cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I was never a fan of the whole hosting thing. Uh, when, when did they start that? With The Rock? But um, that, yeah, that, no, uh, 24, Kim Kardashian hosted. Kim Kardashian hosted. I forgot about that, honestly. Was she? What did she even really do? I, don't, I barely she remember She came out that. during the middle of the show. I think she did some backstage stuff. Came out in the middle of the show and announced the attendance. And that was it. Yeah, and then the same thing that New Day announced the attendance, but they came out a couple more times. Introduced the Hardys, of course. And then The Rock hosted 27. The biggest thing with The Rock, why that made sense, because it eventually led to the match yeah, with him and John Cena. So that made sense. Anything else? I mean, I, I can't remember a really proper good host where, like, oh, man, this is awesome. There's no need for it. It's just a wasted spot, in my you, opinion. You don't like Hulk Hogan titles, Neil? Did nothing for me. Like, why? Why Why are they there? Why are they doing this? Makes no sense. You know, what would have made sense, and they did do it anyway, they had Vince McMahon come out with a roster behind him, announced, uh, you know, 
made his little comment, made his little speech, and that was that was awesome. Honestly, much needed. Yep. Much love to Vince McMahon for doing that. He could have been the fucking host or unofficial host or whatever you want to call it, and that would be great. But Cardi B being host, all right, cool. All right, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm whatever. I, 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 Something's gonna happen. Someone's gonna get in her face, and she's gonna kick somebody's ass. You know? See, that's what if, if if hosts get more involved in that sense, if it leads you, to something, if it's a storyline, because I, now you got me animated. Like, give me a reason. Well, look at Miro just going to town right now. Jesus Christ, intensity. I love it. But yeah, I mean that, that's the thing. I feel like it's just wasted. I think that's my thing on it. it, it just give me a reason to get invested into it. Cardi B, I mean, she was feuding with Lacey Evans on Twitter. Obviously, can't do anything with that with Lacey Evans out. Um, but, you know, have something else go on. I don't know. You have plenty of time. I'm sure they'll do something. It'd be nice. All right. Uh, let's get into some TV, Marcus. What do you got from this week? You know, uh, I have a couple of things. But the, the biggest thing that really stood out to me was on Impact. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Look at you. You got all perked up there for that. I know you don't actually watch Impact. I do. I do watch Impact. Right. W. Morrissey. Okay. That promo. Fantastic. Damn, that might have been like the best work I've seen from that man. He didn't do much talking as Big Cass, and I was thinking, I don't think I've really seen him ever cut like a solid, lengthy promo like that. Uh, you know, when he was heel, he had some promos. But not like this. Not not like this. You know, like this. And I, okay, we're going to talk about the art of the promo right now. You know, as a manager for Satsuja Squad, oh, you know, part of my job is to cut promos. And, you know, I wasn't necessarily, I was never bad. You know, but as, you know, as I progressed in wrestling, I, I was getting better and better and better with it because I learned a lot from, like, you know, the people that worked with me. And I learned a lot by watching more from, like, that, having that eye for it. And I got to say, what I learned about this, what makes a really good promo, is the fact that when it comes from a real place, and you times that by 10, it's always going to be magic. Yeah, you can tell there was some, like, this is some real yeah. on this. And that makes the great promos, the blur between reality and kayfabe. And this, he's, he blurred it very nicely. He blurred it so well. So, so well. And I don't necessarily know if Rich Swan is the perfect opponent for him right now, but so be it. That's what they have. But, uh, you know, hey, listen, I'm hyped now more than ever to see W. Morrissey do his thing and impact you know like I, I i feel like and i think he might know it too that this might be his last stand this might be his last shot that he gets because you know it didn't really always work out for him so well no this is a huge huge deal for him if he messes this up then i think forget about it how you doing how you doing but hey man i i'm here for it w morrissey I, i'm rooting for you my man keep doing your thing this is clearly the best work you're doing i feel like he's feeling it I like the impacts, letting him is do, doing his thing. They're not necessarily scripting him, because I, I feel like it, you you could tell with his promos before in the past, like it was very scripted. Yeah, of course. And I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily work well with that. This, let him be him, let him rock. I'm also pulling for him because he like grew up like a couple blocks away from here, so he's a hometown guy. You got to you got to pull for the Queens boys. So good luck to W. Morrissey. What about you, Putty? What was your takedown? Wow, I mean, you know. That million-dollar face-off. <laughs> They've been building this for weeks with Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase, and I've been loving it. I've been following it every step of the way. This was interesting. Did not expect L.A. Knight to show up, but I'm loving it. Uh, I think it can work. Uh, Knight and Grimes are two of my favorite people in NXT right now. 
If these guys have a match together, I'm all for it. I think it was a kind of a double turn here. Was the, yeah, like that, that. I was about to ask you this. Like, what 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 just happened? It seemed like there was a double turn. Cameron Grimes now is a face. He got the whole crowd behind him. But now Teddy Biasi didn't flat out turn heel. But then it was like he's siding. It seemed like he's siding with Ellie Knight. Right now, is Ellie Knight going to be his protege because he has the million dollar look? And what better way to complete the million dollar look than the million dollar belt? Does L.A. Knight really need Million Dollar Man? Does Million Dollar Man need L.A. Knight? Neither. Right? Neither one needs each other. I, I feel like Million Dollar Man needs L.A. Knight, though, for this storyline with Cameron Grimes to progress. But L.A. Knight doesn't need a mouthpiece at all by any means. Nope. That man is perfectly fine on his own. Absolutely. And not to say it can't work. I mean, like, listen, you know, CM Punk and Paul Heyman, both great talkers. True. And it worked somehow, some way. Yeah, I think this could work i'm curious to see where this goes and again i just left me like okay i'm, I'm gonna watch next week she was see where this goes yeah no a, a new wrinkle into this storyline i'm interested cameron grimes like he definitely found his the right gimmick for him yeah you can tell he's enjoying it the fans as a result they're enjoying it it's entertaining as hell man now they they, they really enjoyed because he, he's a slimy like sneaving guy and he was getting always out shown up one up right but could his character work as a face that's what I'm curious to see as well. So again, I'm just all in on the storyline. Yeah, I mean, my favorites going on in the business. They have to be careful with that. I think just because like the fans recognize that this character is funny, yeah, doesn't necessarily mean like he should be the face though. But like, who wants to cheer for a millionaire? Right, they're bad guys. They don't pay taxes. Although, how did how did Cameron Grimes get his money? Because of GameStop, right? Yeah. Right. And uh, bit currency. Right. So, I mean, that's very hot right now. In a way, I mean, that's doing that's kind of like, what, fucking the man a little bit? Maybe. Right? So, I, maybe that's why they're getting behind him. So, that was my big takeaway. And then last week, I was all in on really excited to watch my two favorite tag teams, Street Profits and the Usos. That was a good match. Eh. You know what? I thought, I thought it was a really good match against two of the better tag teams. I guess I should say only tag teams, really. Right. But um, No, I get it. They got a lot. Of, I think it was over 20 minutes, I think we counted. I, I was about to say, they gave them a lot of TV time. But I don't know, man. Like, you know, for... Because I asked you, and so we, we watched SmackDown together for like the first time, I think, ever. Yeah. And... I'm sorry, you were hating on the Street Profits. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not overly sold on them. But, hey, I recognize the fact that I asked you, I was like, this is the first time... Going against each other, like yeah, I'm like oh shit, didn't even realize. I'm like, okay, okay, so that got me a little bit more invested to watching the match, and I gotta say, kind of overhyped. I was I was expecting a little bit more because I know what the Street Profits, what they're capable of. Definitely know what the Usos are capable of. Big fan of the Usos. I just feel like it didn't necessarily live up, man. I feel like not that I say it was a bad match. I'm not saying it was a bad match at all, but it sounds like I, I'm not necessarily. I, I was expecting maybe a little bit more. I was actually very surprised that it opened the card. Me too. But then you, you watch the end of the show. Made sense. With that great promo with um, Roman Reigns talking down to Jey Uso. Yeah. You're a main event Jey Uso. Now you're opening the show? Regulated opening the show was the word he used, actually. Mm-hmm. Well done. No, that was well done. That was very well done. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, tag team division, we've, we talked about it nonstop. Very surprised to see how many tag team matches were on SmackDown. Yeah, right? Seriously. Three of them, right? Three. They gave the tag team division a lot of time to shine here. Good. But usually, like I was saying before the show, man, I was just like, you know, now, now I feel like the tag team division is like the Divas division. Like, it's a bathroom break. 
I, I, I'm not really invested in really in any tag team. The Usos, yeah. New Day, that's about it. Yeah, not. I'm not buying into this whole D- Mysterios at all. No, never got into it. Not buying it's Dominic. I just, just now as a team, I'm like, I'm just that. I don't care. I, you know, for for a hot moment, I thought it was cool that they became like the first father son tag team champions. There, I was like, oh, that's a nice moment. But then after, right after that, I'm like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I, I'm sorry to say it like that. It sounds so cruel and heartless. But like, okay, now what? Next, next. What else you got? Can you make this more of a storyline? Maybe. Like, yeah, I know, Mark, and your storylines, but like, that's how you get people hooked. That's how you get people to care. What we need to do is have Dominic turn on Ray, but it doesn't seem like they're going that route. Or even even try to have tag team to like even just say what I said. Oh, look at Carl Shido coming out looking like a smoke show. One year anniversary holding the championship, bro. Cleans up nicely. Cleans up nicely. See, so we were talking about this off the air. So like you know, I brought up on Twitter about Britt Baker. I, I made a comment about Britt Baker on Twitter for Shaw Wrestling, right? How like I think that she should win. The AW Women's Championship. Someone commented, "Who's even the who's even the champion right now?" Is it Hikaru Shida? Like, what's a Hikaru Shida? Like, what what does that say about her? Nothing. What it says about AW? Mm. She's good. She's solid. She's not doing anything wrong here. She's doing what she's told to do. Appearing when she wants to appear, killing matches after match. But the fact that they're not showcasing her as well as they should be, it's not her fault. What what what's the phrase you like? Creative. I don't even know. I I think right now it's fatigue, maybe. You know, she's been... Oh, is it giving her a new championship? Bigger one? Oh! Oh! Finally! What I've been saying, Mark, is that belt is a toy belt. Oh, my God. As a toy belt for kids. It's about damn time. now she got the real belt. Good for her, man. Oh. Brick Baker's going to look good in that. (laughs) I was thinking the same. Yo, no joke, man. That looks way better. Yeah, it's, it's, it's adult size. It's an adult size belt. Right. Not a belt I can buy in Toys R Us. I always hated that belt. That was one of the worst women's belts. Ugh, I'm not going to go off on this rant again. But give her, finally, a real adult-sized belt. Doesn't fit her. That's weird. But okay, good for that. Maybe, maybe they fit for Britt Baker. Definitely. <laughs> she'll, she'll only hold on for two days. Oh, my God. Praise the Lord. Now, now, now we get some legitimacy back in the women's division, AEW. Now, now I'm getting into it now. I, couldn't, I can't take it seriously <laughs> with that belt. Maybe, maybe that was the problem, that right? Belt, that belt was just atrocious. Was that the problem for, for Sheeta? They, they can't take that championship seriously? You can't. You really can't. And I said it a couple months ago. She was, I didn't recognize who she was. I wasn't watching AW on the weekly basis back then. Right. She was sitting at ringside, her belt around the shoulder. I thought it was a fan holding a toy belt. I'm not making a joke. Wow. I, thought, I, I wasn't trying to be funny here. I thought it was like a, like a toy. Make, oh, they got toy belts now. <laughs> no, that was actually her with that belt. And <sighs> good for her. Good for the Britt Baker. Fantastic. Finally, yeah. someone Good serious. Oh, oh, Britt Baker's coming out. Putty, we, we, might, we might have to turn up the sound here. We're going to pause the show. We'll be right back. And we're back. Putty, I just have to say this. Can I make a point right now? Well, we, sorry, we're out of time. <laughs> we have never stopped the show. We'll be right back because someone was about to speak. Britt Baker has that star power, man. Britt Baker, when she was talking about what she's going to do at Double or Nothing, like, what I say? I, you literally see the fire in her eyes. And again, hell of a promo. This girl 
It's just lights out, damn good. And she called her shot, man, saying what, when she wins the AEW Women's Championship, she's not going to be just the face of the women's division. She's going to be the face of an era. And did you hear the fans pop for her? Yep. You heard that, man. That, that, the crowd reaction all going D-D-S or whatever was it. DMD. DMD, excuse me. I'm drinking. D-M-D. They all got behind her. By the way, great to see the fans come back, man. Like the full crowd there from what it looks like. Definitely makes a huge difference. Britt Baker, man, she's a game changer. And she has a real fucking belt now. Real fucking belt. So happy. Oh, man. So good. So good. But, buddy, you know, I, I did have one more other takedown. Okay. Unless, do you have anything else to talk about with Britt Baker, with that segment? No. Okay. I, I want to talk a little bit about the Finn Balor, Karen Cross match at okay. NXT. Let's talk about it. Dude, what do you think? I, I thought that was a crazy good match. Crazy good match. It was an awesome match. Again, over 20 minutes. Uh, what, overtime? Yeah. It went over. You know, I was looking at 10 o'clock. I'm like, oh, I guess the match is over. What is going on here? Yeah, they, they're, doing, still, they're still doing the runovers. Yeah. Uh, Balor continues to deliver great performances. Carrying across, it gets better and better week in and week out. Continues to improve. Uh, very physical, very intense. Great, great match. And what a way. If this is his swan song in NXT, what a way to go out. I have to make a quick note on this. Like, you know... There's always, you know, you, you watch good matches, back and forth action, yada, yada, great great moves in the ring. But the, the one thing that separates a good match and the great matches are the, the little things that mm-hmm. they do. And for me, it's the facial expressions. You know, and, and like the, the evoking that emotion to show just like, you know, what this means to that competitor. Finn Balor, Karen Cross, both mastered that. I feel like that was a newer thing for Finn Balor. I feel like in the main roster, he didn't really have that. It was always just nothing but smiles for this man. But, you know. He seemed pretty stoic. Yeah. yeah. NXT, like, you see, like, more of a different side of him. In this match, you definitely saw it. Karen Cross, uh, Finn Balor, they seemed like they really enjoy working with each other. Uh, Scarlett Bordeaux, uh, Bordeaux in the side, doing her thing. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if this, this if this Finn Balor swan song in NXT, great way to go. Karen Cross, man, looked like a fucking stud. Yeah, man. As always. Big time. Loving it. Huge win for him. I, I don't even know. Who takes this man down? Don't know. It's going to be somebody big. Does he just forfeit the title and say, oh, I did everything I do here, now it's not time for the main roster? Isn't that what Asuka did? She did, right? I don't think she lost that belt. I think she gave it up. She gave it up? Yeah. Because she won the Royal Rumble, right? Something like that? I don't remember. Uh, no, I think someone's going to beat him, pin him, and that's going to launch them to be the main face of NXT, but... I don't think we've seen that person yet. I have no idea who it would be. Nope. Would Keith Lee go back to NXT? He's teasing something on Twitter. We're not allowed to talk about Keith Lee. No one wants to talk about Keith Lee, so we're not going to talk about him. Why? Why does no one want to talk about him? Anytime they talk about they said, mind your business, we're not talking about it. Let's give us privacy. I'm like, okay. Something's going on there. Something serious. Something really, really serious, and I'm hoping everything's okay. Is it like an allegation? A health thing? Oh, no, it's a health thing. It's a health thing. He's not medically cleared. Oh, shit. But did he get COVID? Does he have some seriously wrong with him? Hey, we also haven't seen me a yim. No. So, Jesus like I said, uh, I don't want to compare. I don't want to make any comparisons, but, you know, Brody Lee wasn't medically cleared. And what would happen to him? Stop. I'm saying so. I hope it's not something like that level. I hope it's something minor. I'm hoping it's something maybe like he has COVID and it's hard to come back from that. I just hope it's nothing serious and hope it's something he can come back sooner rather than later. I mean, he's been tweeting. Unlike Brody Lee. Brody, Brody Lee. Yeah, I didn't mean to make that comparison. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not thinking it is. Yeah. But we didn't hear anything about that, and look what happened. Right. So I'm hoping that we get some, at least maybe a minor update or something, because we're worried. Like, a lot of people are worried about him. You know, for real. 
He's making teases, though, about something. Like, like I said, if he had COVID, I'm sure we would have heard about it. But if he did have COVID, you know, it takes a, sometimes people take a long time to recover from that. I, I have so. a, a good friend of mine who, who is still, like, months later, still. A co-worker of mine, I think Alphonse Stevens, senior, yeah. BWF senior official, saying he's still having uh, some effects of that almost a year later. Right. So, like I said, I'm hoping, I don't want to speculate on anything because why bother, but. No, but it's it's serious stuff, man. Uh, Yeah, well, whatever Keith Lee is going through, uh, again, like, you know, we we don't have any concrete evidence here. We we know just as much as everyone else does. Just hope it's nothing serious and uh, he'll come back soon. Yeah, hopefully he's fine. Same with me again. It could even be me again. We don't don't know. No, I think they're just pushing her debut. She was supposed to debut like three weeks ago. We keep pushing it back for some reason. All right. Um, How about that RKO out of nowhere? Literally out of nowhere because Randy Orton was not involved in that match. That was cool. All right, because he, he, he did everything he could to put Xavier Woods away. Nothing was working, so he went to the well and had a pretty clean RKO. I'm like, oh, wasn't expecting that. And, of course, Randy Orton was awesome on Twitter, saying, don't do my shit. But <laughs> Love Orton, man. Love, it, it, again, those small things. You know, but, dude, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like there's nothing that Matt Riddle can do to win me over. Yeah, I don't like Matt Riddle, but his matches are pretty interesting. Very like he's he's really good in the ring. It's just there's no connection with his character at all. No, it's nothing. Even just like some of the shit I know from like outside of the wrestling ring that it just doesn't. It just rubs me the wrong way. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. What else? Good job pinning the RKO. Nice storytelling. See what happens with the RKO bro. I hope Orton turns on him sooner. RKO bro. I'm, I'm, I'm not buying into RKO bro. Or do you, or do you think Riddle turns on Randy Orton? No. Orton's got to be the heel here. It's got to be the heel. For the love of God, don't have Orton be face yeah. ever again. Never. <laughs> I am curious, though. I mean, Orton's just been such a hot streak. You know, when they when they start touring again, like, are they going to start cheering for Orton? Yeah, probably. And then what do you do with that? You probably do something to hopefully make them boo you again, but we'll see. Then again, I, I was surprised to hear um, at WrestleMania, you know, they were, they were booing Roman Reigns. We were talking about that, too. Like, yeah. look, watch, they're going to cheer Roman Reigns. They were booing him. But then that means he's doing a good job. I don't know why he booed Roman Reigns. He's awesome. But I think you know though with that match though, there were definitely very clear Edge fans. There were very clear Daniel Bryan fans. And I think they did a good job actually kind of manipulating the fans' emotions yeah, in probably. there. Because like, you know Daniel Bryan made his case for why he should be in the main event, and so did Edge. And you know even at the Royal Rumble, after what happened, you can you can see. On Twitter, or even hear about amongst even our friends, just about like you know why Edge winning was bullshit or why Edge winning was great, and so like I I, I feel like that's really what took the shine at WrestleMania are the, those two guys and and helped Roman Reigns cement himself as the villain here. So I mean I, I don't know like I, I I don't know if that was a whole master plan by WWE. Am I giving them a little bit too much credit? I don't know, but. One would think they have better minds than we do. They definitely do. <laughs> we one would hope. Anything else for TV this week? No, no, man. That that about wraps it up for me. All right, I seen some going thoughts. Marcus, what do you got for me this week? Well, Putty, Hollywood's Corner, doing its thing still. Hey, we got Eric Bischoff coming out. Anywho, Hollywood's Corner, my latest guest this Tuesday will be Dominic De Niro. One half of the BCW Tag Team Champions and also the BWF World Heavyweight Champion. Big match coming up next Saturday. 
uh, at IWA in the Summit match. Four champions from four companies, only one winner. Don McNair was really? in that match. TJ Marconi's also in that match. Okay. Right? We all know the history there. Yeah. So uh, we talk about quite a bit about that, yeah, about his history with TJ, about uh, him being a world champion, and now how does he go back to being a tag champion with with Chris Barton? How does that affect their relationship? And, he, of course, we talk about the upcoming match, man. So it was a good show, good talking to Dom, good catching up with him. This Tuesday, YouTube, Shot Wrestling, be there, man, man. It's going to be a good show. Putty, what do you got? What interview... Chris Barton next. Can you tell him, make sure I get my jacket back? <laughs> Chris Barton's a busy man. I, I can't lock him down. Really? Even you? Even me. So I've never seen my jacket again. You've never seen your jacket again. That was an expensive jacket. Chris Barton, you know, he hustles people, man. Like, he hustles you. That was an expensive jacket. Yeah, well, you're you're a nice guy. Barton, he plays for keeps. That sucks. That was a nice jacket. Irreversible sequin black and silver sequin jacket. You're going to have to challenge him. I think that's the thing. He responds well to that if you challenge him. No, I'm okay. Thank you. In like in a wrestling match or like MLB The Show? I mean, in a wrestling match, an arm wrestling match, thumb wrestling match, anything wrestling related. Oh, thumb wrestling. I can kill him. You can kill Chris Barton. You're here that, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Barton, I hope you're listening to the show. I'm going to tag him, actually, on this. Yell. You don't need to yell in the microphone again. Yeah, uh, thumb wrestling, absolutely. I'm going to tag him in this, maybe, right? Maybe in WB 2K20. Uh, Two, whatever's coming out this year? No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I'll destroy it. It's good. Destroy it. Thumb, thumb wrestle. I'll destroy it. Oh. oh, I can't wait to watch this. But anything physical activity, I can't do. I mean, thumb wrestling is kind no, of, I'm just, it's, it's semi-physical. Yeah. It's probably the least amount of physicality you can have. Yeah, something I'd probably kick his ass. I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. You see the size of Chris Barnes' hands? No, not recently. He's, he's a beast. From Eastwick, right? Bushwick? Bushwick, yeah. right. Beastwick. Hold on. Hey, Marcus. Anything else you got for me this week? Oh, your favorite actor, right? Yeah, I mean, to check out more information about me, you can see yourfavoriteactor.com. Up, updates on that website is coming up, actually. I've been working on that website to rework it, to rebrand it. Shot of Wrestling is going to have its own section on there. You've been saying that for like a year now. Mm, no, not a whole year. It Over takes... a year, before the pandemic hit. No. You can watch Shot of Wrestling stuff's coming soon. No, no, well, I don't believe I did say that you before. Did, but now, like I've actually been in the works of putting my hands into it, making this a thing. I've also been working on the local media website as well. So lots of work putting into a website, man, and trying to grow the business and working with the existing clients that I have right now okay. and acting. Not coming back? Working on a play right now, Closer. We talked about that before. Oh, yeah. Cool. I actually had our first rehearsal today, which is good. There's going to be a Zoom thing? Uh, so we worked on a Zoom. I think we're talking about doing a, uh, skipping the whole Zoom thing and going to like a live reading for it. So uh, we're actually going to have our first like live in person uh, rehearsal this coming Tuesday. So I'm really excited about that. Tuesday's a big day for me. Okay. Good luck. Thank you, man. How about you, buddy? Uh, too many shots of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Marcus did the show last week by himself. As a personal favor to me, thank you so much. You did a good job. Thank you. Anything for you, Brandon. For probably, real. You probably hope to have to do that a couple more times. So I might want to take a couple weeks off here and there now. <laughs> now that you know you can do it, I'm comfortable taking a week here and off. But yes, my father passed away after years of battling multiple battles. The guys at rest, finally, we knew it was going to happen. We prepared for it to happen. Part of us wanted it to happen. Um, but nothing prepares you for it. 
it's a punch in the gut. Right. So um, I'm here today because of him, not only as a, physically as a human being, <laughs> but as a wrestling fan. You know, he's always encouraged my wrestling fan dumbness. Uh, he's the reason I met Jeff Jarrett, Mick Foley, a couple other guys. He took me to multiple shows. Um, yeah, he, and he was always proud of me and my brother, even though I didn't do anything really worth, worthy of that. Um, I was somebody I never knew. I never had a question whether my father loved me or cared about me. He always told me. The last words we said to each other were, I love you. Last word, last thing I said to him. Before we close the casket. He'll be missed. Still part of me doesn't believe it. He's been out of the hospital for the last couple of months. So physically he hasn't been a part of my life. Because we can't see him because of the COVID stuff. So I haven't seen him. I only saw him once in the last four months. So um, part of me doesn't, still doesn't believe it's real either. Part of me thinks he's still in the, sitting in the hospital waiting for us to come see him. So part of me is heartbroken, sad. Part of me doesn't believe it. So it's I'm still it's only been a week and a half. So it's still fresh, man. Yeah. Like I, I I'm actually surprised you decided to do the show this week. I, I was actually prepared. Oh, I didn't really want to. But I'm like, you know what? Let me do it. What am, what am I gonna do? Nothing. So um yeah. It's tough. It sucks. You know, thank you to everyone who's reached out. Marcus, you were nice enough to show up to the uh, wake and not expect you to, so thank you for making that schlep to Queens. <laughs> of course, man. Um Listen, dude, I mean, we're not we're not just, you know, two guys to do a podcast together, man. Like, I legit consider you a very good friend. Yeah. And, um, of course, dude, of course I was going to be there for you. So, yeah, it was uh, nice to see all my friends show up. I'm, I'm, I've never been someone who needed a lot of friends or wanted a lot of friends. I've always needed that small, tight group of friends. We got it. Everyone showed up for me, and I really appreciated this love and support. So, uh, you know, it's uh, my mother loved, was confident knowing that I had friends there. My brother's friend showed up. So we were... Have a good support system around me, you know, so we're going to need it in the next couple months. Someone told me years. I hope it doesn't take that long. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it takes it, as long as it takes. Yeah. It's been a rough battle. Rough battle, and um, I'm here. I had fun tonight, and I saw distraction. The only distraction I had was work, and that work fucking sucks. <laughs> so I'm happy to be here, Marcus. Hopefully uh, next week you won't choke up as much. But, um, hey, dude, I mean, you got to feel however you want to yeah. feel, man. Like, I. Uh, you know, I, I've been checking in with you as much as I can. You know, seeing how you're doing, how yeah. you're feeling. And listen, man, I, I I know I know the things that you're going through. Yeah, I I felt that myself. Um, you know, and and everyone deals with this in their own way. You know, yeah, that's true. So the thing is, so you just can't ignore your feelings. You can't ignore what you're going through. You know, so I know more. AJ Pan's lost his mom too a couple of years ago. Right. I know that hit him hard. Yeah. And that was a couple of years, I think like three years ago now, a couple of years ago. Uh, it's been a, it's been a couple of years. Maybe, maybe two years, three years. Yeah. And he posted yeah. today, I saw on Facebook, that he yeah. misses his mom. So I'm like, oh, so it never does get easier. No. So I'm in for the long haul. Again, part of me still doesn't believe it. I am waiting for the moment where it fully sinks in, but that'll be a different story for a different show. So I need a new drink, Marcus. Yeah. My drink's on. Yeah. I've got through it. Barely, but we got through it. So um, no, you held strong, man. I'm damn proud of you, man. Thank you, sir. So was he. So um, for Mark Schwann, for Dominic De Niro, Hollywood's Corner Tuesdays on YouTube. I have been your host at Michael J. Putty and uh, Dad. I love you. <laughs>